Hi and welcome to This Is Ibrox. My name is Tommy McIntyre and I am joined for this quick chat on Rangers' new signing, Joe Cran. So Joe is a journalist with the Star newspaper in the UK and also has a very deep uh, affection and knowledge of the South African football landscape, having been out there for about a decade. Uh, back to Britain Shoals. Joe, how are you getting on? Yeah, doing all right. Getting used to the cold again. <laughs> I was meant to miss this. I was meant to be in April, so I was meant to be like arriving in summer in the UK and having that nice, you know, British summertime. But then COVID decided, no, nah, no, nah, you can come, you can come winter instead. Well, w welcome back to Britain. Get used to disappointment. As it's, <laughs> it's essentially the uh, essentially the piece. So I suppose before we, we start to get into talk about um, talk, talking about uh, Rangers' latest signing, which uh, seemed really interesting. Just a quick question for you, actually. What led to going out to South Africa in the first place? Um, circumstance, really. So, the, the short you were on the run is, or something like that, Joe. That's a different <laughs> yeah, thing. To, to um, <laughs> now, so the short story is basically I went on holiday there in 2006 with my mum and dad. Uh, I really liked it there. They said, yeah, of course you are. And I did. I went back for the World Cup in, in 2010. And uh, I did like an internship at a company called Sokoladuma. After my month-long internship, they offered me a job. So I thought, yeah, why not? I'll go spend a year in Cape Town and see what happens. Then nine, nine years later, I, I was still there. Um, I did a move from Cape Town to Joburg, to Joburg halfway through it. Um, but that was, you know, football reasons because all the big teams, Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Pirates, Mamadi Sundowns, all the big teams are in, in Gauteng up that way. So... I made that move and then, um, yeah, I was meant to be moving back in April, but that got a little bit delayed. So um, I've been back about three weeks now, but I got a lot, a lot of love for that country. Incredible people. You know, I, it's, it's a second home that I think I will probably go back to for the rest of my life, you know, at least once a year. Well, there we go. We've got uh, you and Dave King out in South Africa doing our, uh, doing our work for Rangers. So I well, suppose then, you know, you've you've referenced uh, Mamelodi Sundowns and stuff like that as well there, which obviously um, Bogani Zungud played for. I'm just wondering when he first came to your prominence uh, or the, the kind of footballing community's prominence out there in South Africa. So Bong's, Bong's kind of made his name. He's got a really interesting story, actually. So Bong's started off, uh, he sort of made his name at a team called University of Pretoria. They call them Tux. It's a big sporting university out in, in, in Pretoria. And Bongs was being used as a striker or a winger. That was his position. That was where he was being used. And he had sort of a breakout season in the top flat. I think he scored seven goals in his first season. Um, and like I say, he was kind of playing both of those positions. And there was a little bit of a battle on for his signature. A team called Supersport United wanted him. And, and also Mamelodi Sundance, who are uh, an absolute powerhouse. Like they're probably one of the richest teams in the continent. Um, they had up until about a week ago one of the best coaches in Africa in a guy called Pitso Masimane. Pitso was, um, he's just gone to join Al Ahly in Egypt. But yeah, they, they had Pitso in charge and he really, really wanted to bring Bongs in. He managed to do that. And when he got him in, he said, This boy's not a striker. I, uh, I feel he can do a job somewhere else. And, and what Pitso and his, his technical team did was they converted him to a, to a centre mid. And one thing that, that Bongani's got, which you don't find in too many South African players, is 
is a bit of natural physique. You, you find, um, if you look historically at South African footballers, um, they're quite slight, they're very skillful, tricky, you know, you know, sort of really intelligent little footballers. You don't find too many big lads. Um, so, so Bongs has that. He's, he's got a bit of stature about him. And, um, you know, that's, that's something that I think Pitso saw in him and thought we can, he can be better utilised doing something else. So they, they shifted him into, into defensive midfield. Um, and I think because of his upbringing and the different position he played growing up, he's, he's got a lot of strings to his belt. Do you know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. He's not a player that can just play defensive mid and can only tackle and that's all he does. Because he's, a, I think they probably probably call him a deep line playmaker, you know, because he's got that he's got that ability to pick a pass and he, his his passing range is really really good. But he has got that physique and he's not afraid to get stuck in. Um, Just a, a quick question, then, Joe: if, if he was playing out on the on the wing and then up front and all that, um, I suppose that the question would be: has he got natural pace? Yeah, look, he he's not he's not slow. You know, put it that way. He's he's not like. Uh, you know, he, he's not like he's not like Kent, who is ridiculous. Mm. Um, you know, I hate him. On, I hate playing him on FIFA. He's, he's the worst player to play on FIFA. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you sound like defenders in Scotland there, to be honest. With you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Bongs is he's he's not short of a yard. You know, he's 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 a quick player, but he's he's not. You know, he's not rapid. Put it that way. Okay. Um, he'll he'll probably be annoyed at me for saying that, but <laughs> but yeah, he's 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 um. I think the best way to describe him in, in terms of that is he's athletic. You know, he's um, not to not to blow him up too much, but he's got that little bit of a, you know, that that sort of air and grace that that um, Patrick Vieira used to have, where he just kind of you know he, he kind of glides around a little bit. Um, he's got he's got because he's quite leggy, he's tall. Um, he's got that little bit about him. Um, well, it's probably yeah, a, I think, a point there, Joe. If we just you know, and we will touch on these other clubs, but. It's probably a good a good staging point. One of the concerns when anybody comes into the Scottish game, particularly for for Rangers, uh, is that it's pretty rough and tumble sometimes. And if I, you know, from the outside of a if I look at Kongani's um, career, you've got Victoria Guimaraes, you've got Amien, and I, I suppose I'm I'm looking at those last two leagues and I'm thinking they're not known for maybe rough and tumble, maybe more on the technical side. Uh, and I suppose the question I'm trying to get to is, has he got the heart for the fight? Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely got um, he's definitely got the bottle for it. That's for sure. Um, I'm, I am I am 100% sure that when when Steven Gerrard and his team were talking to him, they'll have said, "This is like nothing else you've seen before." Um, and it's one of the things that I was saying to, because obviously I grew up in the UK, so I've I've watched a fair bit of Scottish football over my years and. Yeah, when when people talk about tough physical leagues, and they talk about the Premier League being rough, you know, I, I've said to a lot of South Africans that you know he, he needs to be up for a scrap here because this is it's like nothing else you've seen before for for a lot of South Africans. There's actually um, a few of the games are going to be shown on on South African TV now, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he's I, I'm sure he's been made fully aware of of how physical it's it's going to be and. Um, look, if if he if he sort of has any any troubles in in adjustment and stuff, which you know it can always happen, it could happen to anybody. Um, it won't be through 
a lack of trying or through a lack of bottle, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, that's always always good to hear if he brings the, that side, the physicality and the technical aspects, because we're a, a very technical football playing team at, uh, uh, at Town Ibrox Way. So I'm just wondering, it comes towards the end of the, the kind of Mamelodi Sundowns career, so to speak, I think it's their 13 to, to the 15, 16 season. Were there other offers on the table out with Victoria Grimarish or was that the, the club that was leading the pack right from the start? So, with with Bongsy, he's one thing I will say about him is he always seems to land on his feet. And that is, you know, um, I won't say it's luck because I hate people saying things are lucky because it never really is. It's, you know, you put yourself in whatever position you get in. But he seems to make very good decisions in the, in the moves that he makes. You know, when he joined Sundowns, for instance, everybody said it was the wrong move for him. You know, he wasn't going to play. He wasn't going to do this or that. And he went to Sundowns and he became pivotal. You know, he became a really big part of that, that team. Um, he went to Gimarese. He had a tough six months while he sort of acclimatised to, um, to Portuguese or European football. And, you know, those people in South Africa saying he'd failed and he needed to come home, you know, go back to South Africa. And he was like, no, that's not, that's not what I'm about. And he knuckled down and he made a, he made a, a real name for himself in, in Gimarese. Then I think he, he moved for 2.5 to, to Amiens. Um, Amiens has been tough because there's been a lot of back and forth with him there in terms of, you know, there was, there's been a lot of interest in him for a while. And it seemed like, you know, there's been talk of him moving for so long and he's been in and out of the side because of that. So his time, I mean, probably hasn't gone quite as I'm, his, as he wanted to, I, I don't think. But, um, you know, from what I can gather, he leaves with a good reputation. I went to see him play a couple of times. Uh, um, at one point, there was quite a lot of South African boys playing in France. A guy called Keegan Dolly at Montpellier and Lebo P who plays for, for Gangon. And I went to see him, see him all like a little bit of a French tour. Um, and I went to see Bongs. And um, one thing that, that really sticks out for me about him is he's just, he, he's a good soul, if, if you know what I mean. Like he's, a, he's, a, he's got a really good heart. I, I went to, to meet him in Amiens and he was like sort of driving me around and that if I needed to go anywhere, he was asking if I needed a lift places and that kind of thing. And, yeah, I've got a lot of time for that. And also, just on that note, um, one of my first interactions with, with Bongani, I did an interview with him um, a little while before he went to Portugal. And um, I think one thing that says a lot about him is with his first you know, major payday, he built, he built his mama house. Um, they grew up in a place called Deduza. Um, and and with, his, you know, with his first big paycheck, he bought his mama house. And... Um, yeah, I think that's that says quite a lot about the sort of person that he is, and um, I'm just really happy that he's taken this next step because you know he he wants to play at the highest possible level for him, and you know stepping up to Rangers is is not only a, a huge club, but it's also the chance to sort of play in you know Europa League, and you know that's the next step. That's that's where he wants to be, and yeah, I I think with him it's always been a case of. There has always been interest. As long as I've known Bongoni, there has been, you know, clubs watching him. I mean, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, um, and at one point, uh, Wednesday were watching him. Carlos Cavalier, who is now at Braga, um, he was a Wednesday manager for a bit, and and there was a little bit of interest from Wednesday's side, but 
think he was a little bit out of our price range at the time. Um, but yeah, he's a he's always been a man in demand. Basically, as long as I've known him as a footballer since he was coming through at Tux, he's always been a, a player who's not been short of options. I mean, certainly that that's great to hear as well about his, his first big payday and you know building a house for his mom and the way he maybe comports himself off the off the field in terms of treating you and stuff like that. I think that might be the first time I've ever heard of a, a player driving a journalist uh, roundabout. <laughs> uh, that's that, that's incredible. So I suppose then if I, if I move into a slightly more kind of challenging piece, you know, he's 27, he's he's in the national team, I think it's 29 caps or something like that already. He's cycled through Sundowns, Grimarish, Amiens. Um, I think out with of maybe Sundowns, I don't think you would see Grimarish or Amiens are the top clubs in their respective countries. Uh, and the reason I mention that is because the level of expectation and pressure when you then come to a club like like Rangers. He's also, I think, you know, what through you know, 17 to to this season in terms of being army and what that's 52 appearances somewhere in there, which isn't massive, but you've you've mentioned that in terms of maybe there was a lot of lot of things behind the scenes in terms of maybe the club wanting to land on things. I'm also interested as well, so I'll touch on that in a second, but I was interested as well that it seemed extremely protracted for Rangers to get him over. And I was wondering if there was other clubs that were fishing in the background to see if they could get anything. His agents just wanted to land out, which is totally legitimate. But I'm just wondering, yeah. is he also, so the second part of that question is, is he also really prepared for the step up? And then I suppose, what are Rangers getting? Because I sense this is his big move. This is his chance. Yeah, I think... It's, it's tough to say in terms of, is he ready? Because I think with, with some of those situations, you only really know when it happens. You know, you can do as much, as much sort of mental preparation as you like. Um, but we've seen over the years, and not just at Rangers, you know, all the big clubs, you, some people end up sort of deer in the headlights. And, you know, that's just what happens. But one thing that I can say is, Bongani put in a really, really good performance against Egypt in the AFCON. And I've been to games in Egypt, and that is fiery. Like, he, th- this was in a packed-out stadium in the, in the AFCON against the host. You know, Egypt were hosting the AFCON. There was a lot of expectation. They had Mo Salah in the side, all that kind of thing. And he was brilliant. You know, he was really, really good that day. So, um in terms of like big crowds and, and hostility and stuff like that, that's nothing new. You know, that's that's not going to be a sort of a, a daunting experience for him. Um, as for the other stuff that comes with, you know, social media, that comes with, you know, being a being a new person in, in a new city when there is the expectation like there is at um, like there is at Rangers. Um, like I say, I just don't think you ever really know until you do it. But you know, he's a he's a strong person. He's 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 got the the mentality for it, and look, if there was ever a ever a mentor to have in your corner um, for something like that, I mean, Steven Gerrard's probably probably up there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's absolutely true. And I know he'll be looked after really well by the by the club and the support team that they've got behind the scenes for new players coming in as well. Um, so, just shifting focus a little bit more, like I said, the. The, the contractual um, side of things seemed a little bit uh, elongated and protracted as well. And there seems to be a couple of bits and bobs kicking about in terms of, and I'm just looking for maybe clarity you can provide, 
that he signed another extension to his deal before he came across from Amiens to allow them to, you know, there's an option to buy, which means they've obviously pre-agreed. It sounds to me that that's something that all parties have probably agreed to, to, to make sure that Amiens are protected and get some sort of yeah. feedback. Yeah, I think, I think it's done. kind of just a safeguarding, really. You know, it just makes sure that nobody... To be honest, the way it's been done in the end does kind of feel like it suits all parties, you know. There's no, you know, Rangers don't have to, to fork out a, a big chunk of money for a, for a player at the minute, which they potentially don't have, given, you know, the situation we find ourselves in. Um, and he, but Bongani gets his move. Amien are safeguarding that they're not going to lose him for free. And basically, Rangers get a bit of a try before you buy, you know. That's basically the situation they find ourselves in. It's interesting the way that this deal was reported. And it, I think it's a perfect example of how how transfers are, are, are never black and white. You know, there was a lot of, of report um, that, you know, he'd failed the medical, that he was overweight. The plug pulled on the deal completely. And, you know, that was never the case. You know, that I, I was never told at any point. I mean, I, as I'm sure you know, I, I followed this deal quite closely from from start to finish. And I was never told at any stage that the deal was off. I, I was told there were stumbling blocks. I was told there were things that were, were being finalised and sorted out. Um, but not once did I get a, a message from any of the guys I talked to saying, you know, this deal is dead. Um, and like I say, I think it shows the, 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 the nature of it because when it went quiet for, what, best part of a month? Um, yeah. Maybe more even, where there was just nothing. And... Um, yeah, it, like I say, it just shows that that things, there's always things going off in the scene, even if it's behind the scenes, even if it's not necessarily been reported on. Um, but yeah, there was there was interest elsewhere. I know there was a lot of interest in Italy. There was interest in Spain. Um, Olympiacos in, in Greece, they they were after him as well at one point. So yeah, he, I I think he would have, I think he probably would have left. I mean, regardless, I think in some way, shape, or form, he was going to move this window. Um, and from a from a very selfish perspective, I'm glad it was Rangers because now now it means I get to go watch him play. <laughs> yeah, you you and me both, uh, you and me both, buddy. And I'd imagine you know if uh, when you're next speaking to him, he should probably get absolutely used to the media in Scotland and some other obsessed parties on social media picking over everything to do with him. He'll be branded overweight from from day one. You know, it'll be it'll be a, a disruption in the dressing room. All of that good canvas will get will get repainted time and time again. So I suppose my, my, my final question then, because this is just a very brief chat, Joe. Although I suspect that we'll be uh, looking to get you back on to this as Ibrooks, um, maybe on the main podcast in, in the future. So hopefully you'll be able to do that for us. Um, would be if I'm looking about the squad uh, at, at Ibrooks and I'm looking at a deep-lying playmaker, to use your phraseology, and it sounds like well, uh, Bongani sits into that, that mould. I'm looking at Stephen Davis, and I'm thinking maybe him, potentially a Ryan Jack, are the ones who might be just, you know, repolishing their boots at the moment and uh, taking a few extra uh, sessions on the treadmill. Is that probably fair? I'm thinking more Stephen Davis than, than Ryan Jack. Um, possibly, yeah, I think... To be honest, the thing with, with Bongani is that because of his, like, like I mentioned earlier, because of the way that he's grown up, he can basically play anywhere through the middle. You know, he's played as a six, an eight, and a ten at different points in his career. And that's not taken into account his, his 
you know, wing wing play as a as a youngster in his his role up front. So um I think it might be something where obviously, you know, Gerard's brought him as a, in as a midfielder. He's he said as much. Um but it might be a case of of waiting to see what uh, what happens in a few training sessions and maybe they look at the, the way he plays and his, his physique and you know his, his range of passing and they want to push him a little bit further up top you know I think it it could be a um, it could be a situation where they they really just want to have a look at him first and and see sort of where he fits into the Rangers picture yeah absolutely uh, you know like you say I think the expectation is he's going to be in the middle of the park or you know slightly behind and you know in front of the defensive unit but uh, it'll be interesting to see and you never know his first game might very well be that uh, that old firm game that's uh, that's coming over the over the hill <laughs> yeah talk, talk about a baptism baptism of fire I mean what a debut. you don't get much bigger than that really does it <laughs> all right what, what a debut but like you say you'll use that experience from Egypt um, you know, playing for the South African national side and stuff like that, and uh, uh, and his uh, clubs that he's been through to, to get him through there. Joe, so I suppose that leads me to, to once again thank you. And for people who are interested, want to be able to follow you from a UK perspective and from your previous you know, work in South Africa o- on Twitter. Where can they get you? What's your handle? Uh, you can find me at Yes We Cran. It's the same on all my platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Y E S W E C R A N N. Yeah, mainly Sheffield Wednesday news nowadays, because uh, that's that's what I that's my bread and butter. But still, a lot of South African content, and I uh, obviously just a general football fan as well. So, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna come join me on there, and hopefully I'll uh, I'll get a few bits and bats uh, on on Bongani for for you for you Rangers lot, because I have I have picked up a lot of Rangers fans, and now I feel like I've got <laughs> and I've I've got a responsibility to bring you some some <laughs> some Bongani Zungu content. You're the, the de facto reporter on that now. And we look forward to get, like I said, getting you back onto this as Ibrox to have a bit more of a, a look at some of that once he's, he's started to play as well. Uh, again, Joe, thank you so much for joining me. No, it's a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. And hopefully, you can get off to a good start when he, when he finally. A winner in the old firm game would be, uh, would be quite the start. Thanks again. Cheers, Dave.